Good morning. It is first thing Friday so time for my newsletter fix made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice fix insider Friday, April 9th. The latest Pew research on social media use in the US shows us a mature market. Not much growth, other than TikTok straight in at 21%, but clear evidence of just how powerful these platforms are. The Piper Sandler taking stock of teens report is also out and that shows TikTok just behind Snap in usage. It has great data on US teen spending habits and attitudes. Every brand needs to make the most of this opportunity. Fix is designed to help you better understand this world and how to profit from it. Ad tech. Another week and next to no progress on the Apple privacy push. There are stories about Apple rejecting apps that are trying to fingerprint and Eric Sufert believed an update to the unjust SDK was the cause. His writing this week on privacy is well worth reading, both on differential privacy and his smart take on why Apple is so focused on privacy. It's not just the little guys worrying about this, the FD spotted that Snap looked at ways of circumventing Apple's new privacy rules but stepped back. After being contacted by the FD about its plans, Snap acknowledged it had run a probabilistic matching program for several months to test the impact of Apple's new policies but said it had always intended to discontinue the program after Apple introduces its changes, as such a system would not be compliant. For more on why Tim Cook is making so much of privacy, this Kara Swisher podcast interview with him is good, but he wasn't really pressed on the ad issues. Google have smelt the coffee and are embracing privacy too, their ad supremo has an opinion piece in Fortune, I'm in charge of ads at Google. Here's how we can restore trust in the ad industry. With the privacy sandbox, we're putting a great deal of effort into keeping individuals anonymous by observing their behavior and placing them in large groups of people with similar interests, but not based on who they are. Advertisers can then serve ads based on those groupings, instead of targeting people individually. And his team working on the details, shared a PDF on measuring sensitivity of cohorts. There are rivals to Google in their flow CS. Swan from Pubmatic and Openx is getting some press but it's unclear whether this approach would get support from Google slash Chrome and whether any problem with Google support or tech issues are philosophical ones. The traction behind the unified ID 2.0 is building. Publicis and the Trade Desk have announced a partnership to support this and there is a list of some of the others lining up with this solution here. The Permutive team have commissioned some Forrester research on how people are thinking about all these changes and it's definitely worth reading. Retail Media The move to privacy is driving investment in one sector, retail media. Many retailers enjoy lots of traffic, rich first-party data and a collection of brands that are happy to invest in ads to drive more sales through that retailer. What's not to like? At one extreme Walmart talk of being a top 10 media player, whilst others see this as a neat way to fund the extra costs of migrating to a DTC model. This is a good roundup of US entrance to the space and this is more in-depth on US pharmacist CVS approach. Few know more about the value of data to retailers than Dunhumby so their take on retail media is interesting, especially as they point to the idea of retailers as digital publishers. There are real synergies here and this look at publisher alliances is really useful for retailers too. The one thing most retailers are short of is good content that attracts and retains eyeballs. If you want to go deeper, let me know and I can send you a copy of the recent Goldman Sachs report on the merchant media model, a new era for retailers as ad platforms. Nude. This week's deep dive for insiders was all about Nuve. We covered product placement, movies and cinema, Avad growth, Google and TV, Discovery. Plus the amazing new video tool from TikTok, BritBox in the US, Netflix and European content and more. A key topic was the success of King King vs. Godzilla, at both the cinema and on streaming, 
and we considered what that might mean for the queue of big movies scheduled for this year. In an interview the Warner Brothers CEO has surprised many by saying their movies next year will launch in cinemas, with streaming releases coming afterwards. Just six months ago he shook up Hollywood with his plan to launch both together. You can listen to the interview here. That famous Hollywood quote seems pertinent here. Nobody knows anything. Not one person in the entire motion picture field knows for a certainty what's going to work. Every time out it's a guess and, if you're lucky, an educated one. What happens over the rest of this year will inform 2022 plans and I think a blended strategy is much more likely. Some movies are made for the big screen, but some could get a bigger audience by going streaming first. Merchant Aces have ridden the COVID effects well, their latest results are really good with sales just short of £2 billion, and profits up by 250%. They have made great progress in globalizing the brand with the best growth in the US, Germany and the UK. Their results presentation is a good read. PDF. But in the press interviews their CEO was quick to say they had no plans to save any top shop stores. The pessimism around the high street continues as UBS predicts 80k US stores will close by 2026. The first casualties of the Apple changes will be merchants, as their tried and tested acquisition ads are going to need a lot of work to make the most of the new regime. This update from US agency Round Barn Labs has some good practical advice on how to approach Facebook ad campaigns. Snap continue to build out their commerce features, now they have bought screenshots so users can share pictures of outfits they want and get recommendations. Audio slash voice. Amazon are getting serious about voice content. A new hire at Audible, their audiobooks business, is tasked with building their original content business. Zola Mishariki has a good track record in film and will now focus on voice. And in their recently acquired Wondery business, they plan to double the staff as they look to leverage the huge reach of Amazon Music to distribute their podcast content. Plus plus. Google to limit which apps can see other installed apps on Android devices, evoking similar privacy changes Apple made in iOS 9. Walmart hires Disney in-house agency leader as first chief creative officer. China creates its own digital currency, a first for major economy. We don't do too much on crypto here but this feels like a big move. Peter Thiel thinks the Chinese are using Bitcoin as a weapon. All the A16Z content on NFTs in one place. Genshin Impact races past $1 billion on mobile in less than six months, gaming is so big. Brands must rethink location data for a post-pandemic world, we are working with our friends at Bliss on some webinars around the enhanced role for location. Details to follow soon. The Luma Partners Q1 report is a must-read, AdTech M&A is on a roll. What the tech are DSPs, SSPs, and DMPs? Useful jargon buster from the trade desk. Media and Entertainment Tech Review, 2020 Copyright Maxime Arad Good Trends Review. Finally, the new Digital Markets Unit has opened for business. This government body has already been given two tasks according to the launch press release. How codes of conduct could work in practice to govern the relationship between digital platforms and groups such as small businesses which rely on them to advertise or use their services to reach their customers. Look specifically at how a code would govern the relationships between platforms and content providers such as news publishers, including to ensure they are as fair and reasonable as possible. There is a lot going on within government around digital and we can expect a steady flow of interventions. Whether that is a good thing or not, remains to be seen.